Welcome to our PE. This is Saratova Best. Hey, Tavis. Good Yuntus. Tavis is a very great Yuntus. Of course, the famous Medrash that speaks about, that Lubavitch Rebbe spoke about, that once there was a town and there was a very, and I believe they had a river and there was a very great darkness, a very great unholy Kayak that had um, embedded itself in that place. And the townspeople were told that at a certain point they should all come out with four, with pitchforks and spears and whatever they had and rakes and whatever they had. And they should all meet at a certain point early in the morning near the water. And, um, at a certain point they should all make great noise with their, with all these instruments that they had, these, these pitchforks and these all these different things, and make great noise. And um, when they would see a drop of blood appear on the water, uh, they would scream, Dida Natach, Dida Natach, Dida Natach. And then when they would see a drop of water, a drop of blood appear on the face of the water, they would know that the Klippa had been defeated. If I if I got that... Um, that medrash right. The other thing is that we know about the word Sidan Nasach is that when when the Altarebbe was being pursued by Napoleon, um, the Altarebbe sent Shluchim to the front to see what was happening with the French army. And uh, the reason that Napoleon was pursuing the Altarebbe was there was a very, very um, France at that point, and especially Napoleon, represented a very, very dark spiritual force, a very dark klipa. And um, obviously it sensed, that very dark force sensed that the kaichas of a revolution were with the Altarebbe. And therefore... Um, in order for that dark force to be able to uh, sustain itself in the world, it needed to pull Kaifas parasitically from Kedusha, as we see happening in the world today as well. And so uh, everybody knows the famous story that, that Napoleon pursued the Altarebbe and was trying to find any object that belonged to the Altarebbe when he came to Liadi, and the Altarebbe understood that he had to send somebody back to burn his home down um, and to take any objects out of them so that Napoleon should not have his hands on any objects. And, of course, we know about the slippers, uh, that a pair of slippers was found there. So this is what was happening. Napoleon had this famous um, uh, statement of uh, liberty, liberté, qualité, fraternité, liberty, equality, and fraternity, and brotherhood. And it seemed very, you know, like the radical left, you know, peace, love, dove. It seemed very uh, beautiful, very beautiful ideas, but it it was really the apex of darkness, spiritual darkness. But it sounded good. And Napoleon's whole platform sounded very good. The Altarebbe was the only one who saw through it. There were other Jewish leaders who said, Napoleon is offering us something very good. Liberty, equality, fraternity. The Jewish people will have it good. They'll, they'll, they'll be successful. They won't be oppressed. They'll have a lot of money. They'll have a lot of riches. They'll have a lot of honor. Everything will finally be good. And Napoleon's platform sounded so good, except that 
the Alter Rebbe understood that it came from the opposite of Kedusha. So the Alter Rebbe fought with everything he had, even throwing his life into the battle to win against Napoleon. If he had not, God forbid, we would be living in a very different world today. Um, even though it feels like we're still battling the same darkness, it's so completely subdued relative to what it would have been had the Alter Rebbe not fought it that we can't even imagine. Probably there would not be any Judaism today in the world if not for the Alter Rebbe de- defeating Napoleon. So the Alter Rebbe sent a shliach to the front and said, go find out what they're doing, what the French army is doing, what they're thinking, what they're singing. What is their, what is their march? What songs are they singing? Because the mazel of a, the mazel of any country and any army is included in their song, in their march, in their um, military march. And so the, the Hasid came back to the Alter and sang the song that he had heard from the French army. And the Alter Rebbe said, it's a victory march. And either before that or after that, the Alter Rebbe put his holy hands, holy head in his holy hands, and as it says, was stark vacant in deep vacus. And finally he lifted his head and said, but Saif Saif will be Didanasach. So that's the other place we know Didanasach from. Meaning, you have an incredible spiritual darkness that really is looking to defeat Kedusha, God forbid, and take everything out of it. Just like the Greeks tried to do. And um, in the end, Kedusha will win. So we understand these, these words, Dida Natach, from both the Medrash and from the words of the Alter Rebbe and obviously other places. So about Hey Tevis, we, we sing Dida Natach. It's, it's, a, it's our, I guess it, it denotes our grabbing the Kaychus from the darkness that the darkness is trying to take from us, God forbid, and then we take from it. And the thing about the darkness is that it tries to take everything we have. That's the, that's, that's the hard part. The good part is when it tries to take everything that we have, it has it all stored up in one place, and then we take, it, take the whole package deal from the darkness, and with that we illuminate the world with the light of Mashiach that we grabbed from the darkness that they grabbed from us. So it's a, it's a several-step process. This seems to be Dida Natsach. So today is the day of Dida Natsach. Um, um, so what do we want to say about Dida Natsach, about Hey Tevis? Hey Tevis, we could say that Yotes Kislev, um, Yotes Kislev, Hanukkah, and Hey Tevis are really one piece. And we saw that with the Rebbe because, and Yudbe Samos, because when the story with the farm, first started to be made public by the Rebbe, that was Yudbeis Tamus. I think Tavshin Memhei, I believe. That was Yudbeis Tamus. And then, um, as there started to be court cases, meaning that the, 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 the non-Jewish world was now at the point where it would become an accomplice, a partner, in declaring the truth about Tairi Yisrael Kuchibichukulachad the Taira, Hashem, and Yidden, and Eretz Yisrael are one piece. This needed to be declared 
by the non-Jewish world, by the Gaim, by the nations of the world. Because ultimately, if Geula is only for us and no one else is on board, then we still have enemies that don't want Geula. We already wanted, wanted Geula since Aram Avinu. But we didn't have, and we wanted Geula since the time of Yaakov and Esav. But Yaakov wanted Geula and Esav didn't. So obviously that way of bringing Geula, in which Esav really does not want it, is not, <laughs> we could have done that 3,000 years ago. More than three, three and a half thousand years ago. So clearly the Geula depends on, as, as the Alter Rebbe wrote to, I believe his Mechutin, um, right after Yotes Kislev, he said, now the Gayim will see that Hashem runs the world. And the question is asked, I mean, why do we care what the Gayim see? It's all about us. And obviously, the Alter Rebbe was telling us that you need the Gayim on board. You need the nations of the world on board to declare the truth. The Rambam says, the occupation of the entire world will be none other than to know Hashem. Oh, so then they do need to be on board. They will be on board. All they're going to want to do is one thing, know Hashem. That's interesting. That's certainly a change from what we're used to. The whole point is, it seems like between Yaakov and Esav, Yaakov wanted to know Hashem, and Esav wanted to party. So is that the way it's going to be in Yemais Mashiach? It's been that way all through history. Why did the Gaim not like us, to say it mildly? They wanted a party, and we wanted to know Hashem. We were the conscience of the world. We were the serious ones, and they were the frivolous ones having a good time. You have all the, every pirate had his Maisha, every pirate had his, his Yid that he hired to take care of his finances because the pirate was always drunk, because he was always partying. Couldn't be serious except when he did some pretty ugly things. He was always drunk at his parties. And the Yid was serious and doing what needed to be done, knowing Hashem and responsibly taking care of finances, as we call it, making a dear betach So every part had his, 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 his mushke, as he called it. So obviously the guy need to be, not only need to be on board, but they will be on board in Yemais Mashiach, as we say, as the Ramam says, the occupation of the entire world will be nothing other than to, nothing other, nothing other than, meaning no more partying. Partying will come to an end, and all they will care about will be to know Hashem. The occupation of the whole world will be nothing other than to know Hashem. Who's going to teach them? So the Rambam says, And therefore the hidden will be very great chachamim, and they will know great deep hidden secrets according to the fullest of human capability. <coughs> we will be the teachers. So we need to know Hashem deeply enough to be able to teach the world about Hashem, and that seems to be what they will crave the most, knowing Hashem. So, So throughout history, we've had um, different nations that came along to try to thwart that plan of us knowing Hashem. Um, and one of those times was um, Hanukkah. As it says, they tried to make us forget that it's Hashem's Tyra. They, they, they 
everybody knows from Hanukkah, they wanted, they said, you can study this book, which seems to be an interesting philosophy, this book that you call Torah, as long as you leave Hashem out of it. Now that changes the whole thing. There is no Tyra without Hashem. Then it's just a book. It's just a philosophy. The nations have philosophies. We have truth. It's called Tyra. They wanted us to de- downgrade our truth, Tyra truth, down to a philosophy. So, and we resisted. And we were capable in the 2,000 years after, in the 2,000 years after the story of Hanukkah, when the Mishnah was written down, the, the Torah Shabbat was written down, the Mishnah was written down, and the Gemara was written down, we would have been capable of reading, learning it as a book without recognizing that Hashem is the core of the Torah. Because for all of history, when when Torah was taught, it was taught father to son, father to son, father to son. So the process by which it was given over was full of Yerushalayim. You couldn't avoid the Yerushalayim because the way you were taught was included the Yerushalayim. Once you write Torah down, Torah Shabbat into a book, you can read it yourself, and it doesn't necessarily come along with the automatic Yerushalayim. So after the story of Hanukkah, we might have been able to say, well, this is just a book. And some people might have felt like it has nothing to do with Yerushalayim, God forbid. And still we have that, but not nearly to the extent that we would have. So the Greeks seem to have come along and they said what we might have said, um, what we might have said, the Greeks came along and they uh, said it openly. This is a book that has nothing to do with God. And at that point, because we are one with Hashem and with Taira, we are in the place where we know the truth about Taira, that you cannot disconnect Hashem or a Yid from the Taira. But you certainly cannot disconnect Hashem from the Taira. So what the Greeks tried to make us do is disconnect Hashem from the Taira is what we gave our, we're willing to give our lives out to Hashem for. And we made a point to ourselves and made a dent in the world about So now let's up let's 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 go two thousand years later into the future. Yotes Kislev. There was an attempt to here the the Alter Ebo came and gave us the core, the light of Tyra, Pneumis of Tyra, Chassidus. And the Russians, and you know, or the Misnagim, they tried to disconnect the Alter Rebbe from Dimitri Tyra, from the light of Tyra, from the Elokus in Tyra. And they put him in jail. Well, go to jail. You won't be able to learn Tyra there. You won't be able to teach, teach Dimitri Tyra to your Fasinima to Yidden there because we will disconnect you from it. Second attempt. And again, because of all the Messiris Nefesh, um, there was a victory. Each time it's Dida Natach. Hanukkah time it was Dida Natach. A victory. A victory for the fact on Hanukkah, the, the miracle of Hanukkah, besides the Menaira, a victory that it's Hashem's Tyra. Dida Natach. We won. We proved the truth. 
Then you test Kislev. Dida Natsach. We won. As Yomer Hagayim, as the Alter Rebbe says, now the Gayim will see that, that Hashem is behind this miracle. And Hashem, right? And, and, and Hashem is one with his Tyra. The nations will recognize it. That's Dida Natsach. And then we move forward to Hey Tavis, which we're just going to leave for a second. Let's go back for a second and say that the main forbrengans that the Rebbe said um, during this whole episode leading up to Hey Tavis was one was on Achron Shopesach, uh, on, on Zeiss Hanukkah, sorry, not Achron Shopesach, Zeiss Hanukkah. These were moments where there were tremendous revelations and tremendous um uh, um, reaching, stepping out of the Rebbe and revealing things and, and demanding a certain um, in, internal geula. So on Zeiss Hanukkah, the Rebbe spoke, and Hey Tavis, and maybe I'm not sure if you this Kislev, and Hey Tavis was the victory. What was the victory? Well, here's the question. What was the battle? So the battle was that they tried to disconnect, who they is, we'll leave for another time, they tried to disconnect the Nasi Hadar from Pinus Atayra. That that was their whole point. Take Pinus Atayra and disconnect it from the one who says Pinus Atayra. Disconnect it from the Balatanya and all the Talmidim. Disconnect it. Now you can't, by definition, disconnect Pinus Atayra from the Balatanya, but they could try. They could try. Um, and so when this went to the federal court, there was there was a demand that even the nations of the world should make this declaration. That Tyra and Hashem are one. That Kimis Tyra and the Balatanya and his Talmidim are one. That Tyra Yisrael the Kuchibrihu are one. It wasn't good enough for us to say this. It had to come to the point where the nations of the world, through their the federal courts, in a way of their psaktin lamata, um, had to say this. Which means that the moment that the federal court said this, it represented a moment in history when Esav has been maskim to the Geula in a way that only Yaakov was maskim to the Geula all the generations. So... This is the, this is part of the Dida Nasach of, uh, of, of, of Hey The other part of the Dida Nasach is that the person who disputed, it was all about Sfarim, from Sfarim, the, who do, whom do they belong to? And the person who made the claim said, wait, I was at the Leviah in Tafshin Yud. I was at the Leviah, the Rebrayat. Chabad is over. That's it. The idea of Pneumius the Tyra, it's over. It had its heyday. It no longer exists. I was at the Leviah. It ended then. And there ever fought with everything that he had to say, it did not end then. It is forever. This is not some passing phase that, that revealing Pneumius the Tyra in our learning of Tyra should be some passing phase in history. It's not some sad it is the very core of Yiddishkeit. We learn Nigla of Tyra and we learn Panemius of Tyra. Nigla of Tyra teaches us what do we do, what does Halacha say, and we have to have it. It's the, it's the bread and butter, it's the bread and water. It says that Nigla of Tyra is compared to bread and water. It's the bread and water of Tyra. It's the basis of Tyra, Halacha. Nigla of Tyra, Gemara. 
It will always be. It is the basics. And then there's the, there's what to do. And then there's the light of Tyra, the wine of Tyra, and the oil of Tyra, the, the penis of Tyra, which is who, who, who is behind, who is inside of this Tyra? Who's the nice in a Tyra? It says that one of the things is why were we sent out of the land of Israel? There's that it's possible, and it became possible when 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 uh, Belpel was written down. It became possible for us to learn Tyra without a sense of the night in Hatira. But that is not Tyra in its true state. You can't learning Tyra without the night in Tyra is well, let's just say this. We a few years ago we were at a Malava Malka and a woman came and she said, Oh, I'm here with my husband. Um, he's in a Tanakh, uh, we're from Israel, and he's in a Tanakh uh, contest. And the point, and he's been studying Tanakh for years, every Pusik in Tanakh, and, and they're being tested on it. And it's a big contest, and there's a big prize at the end. And she said, our point in this in this contest is to prove, imagine this, is to prove, she didn't say Rahman Muslan, we're saying Rahman Muslan, is to prove that um, you can learn Tanakh without having to keep Halacha. <laughs> and they feel very good about it. Really, literally, an Israeli group that feels like you don't have to keep halacha. You don't have to be firm. You don't have to be Shemitar and Mitzvahs to learn Tanakh. You can do it separately as a book. This is Hanukkah. This is what we, 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 we fought for during Hanukkah. You know, whatever it is, uh, two and a half thousand years ago. That Yes, you do. If you have, a, if you're learning Tanakh, you have to recognize the it's the nice and hatayra. Otherwise, you're just reading a book. How are you doing anything better than the guy who studies, uh, you know, how to improve his business? You can't reduce Tanakh down to another course in university. There's a nice and hatayra, and that is the whole crux of Tyra. So this has been the battle all through history, Hanukkah time, and every time another enemy comes to us, but especially Hanukkah, and especially Yudhiskislav. And then when it came to that moment of, of hey, Tavis, they said, okay, you have the old Pinyasatera. Who says it has disconnected? Who says it has anything to do with the Nasiyatera? Who says it, it was connected to the Revaraya? Six generations of Chabad. But the seventh, eh, is a deviation. And the reason that the person said it's a deviation is because all through all through history, when you learn Tyra, you kept it to yourself. You didn't run out on the streets and ask people if they're Jewish and, you know, put chillin on them in the middle of the street. You didn't do that. This was not the way Yiddishkeit went. So when he said, this is a deviation from true Yiddishkeit, and came along the Rebbe in the Darshvi and said, look at every single source in Halacha. And we are going to source every single thing that we are doing in halacha and show you we didn't make this up. This didn't come, this was not made up. This is, Taira is telling you, look at this Gemara and this Mishnah and this halacha and this Shulchan and this and this and this and this and this. There is nothing, we do not take one single step if it is not completely based on halacha. Plain halacha that every single Yid learns and every single Yid keeps. That same halacha. And every single Gemara. And the same Gemara that everybody learns together, this is all rooted in that. So the, and what, and what is the basic premise? 
that Gemara, the Mishnah says, and then the Gemara says, we need to learn Tyra with the recognition of the Nicene Tyra. And the question is why? What do you think we're going to be doing in Yemaisa Mashiach? Nothing other than learning Tyra with such an, uh, such an experience of the Nicene Tyra, we will never again have that Nisayan of, of, of thinking that you could separate the two. And not only that, to such an extent, now once you get to that point, then you, so to speak, can be on your way to Ladasa Sashem Bilvad. Right? To what? And, and therefore, if the Rambam says, Lo the occupation of the entire world doesn't mean world of Yid, world of the nations, world, world, world of the Gayim. The occupation of the whole world will be nothing other than to know Hashem. That's all they're going to care about. Seems, it seems hard to believe, but that's where we're on our way to. The Rambam doesn't lie. If that is the truth, and they will want to know Hashem, well then who in the world is going to teach them? Obviously, the We will have to have a very deep understanding and a very deep knowledge of Tyre, and a very deep and uh, powerful recognition of the nice and Hatira, um in order to be the teachers of the world. And it's not one of those luxury options that, you know, if we want, we can, the the Geula that we all long for, the Mashiach that we all long for, depends on that and includes that. And otherwise it would just be, it's, it's not Geula Shlein, it's just constant, you know, problems from the guy forever and ever and ever. And we're saying Mashiach will bring an end to all of that. And then it says, um, uh, the whole language of the world will become one clear language. Everyone, Likro B'Shem Hashem Everyone will come to the point where Hashem Echad Every every non-Jew, every Yid and Lahabal, every non-Yid. So this is where we're on our way to. This is part of the process. And again, it's not a luxury. It's 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 a basic, and it's the way to the peace that Mashiach will bring. And we all know we want that peace that Mashiach will bring. What we didn't count on is that we were an intrinsic part of it. We thought that Mashiach will just do it, and then you know. We'll wake up from our nap and we'll say, wow, thanks, Mashiach, and, you know, good that we, um, good that, you know, you did this for us. But Mashiach is saying, um, no, <laughs> I'm giving it over to you to do your part, to usher in the Gulamitis Vashlema. So may we have the ultimate Dida Natach on Hei Tevis, the Gulamitis Vashlema, knowing Hashem and bringing the whole world to knowing Hashem, so that the whole world should declare Hashem Echad Ushma Echad. And it should be immediately today on Hey Tevis, Ida Nantach.